Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kim Cusack, and tonight I have a very special episode for you. If you love slow jams and just kicking back with that special someone, I have a very special treat for you. Tonight's episode, I will be interviewing some artists from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. It's an old school R&B episode. Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack, and tonight I'm joined by the legendary Marshall Thompson from The Shy Lights. How are you doing tonight? How you doing? It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Great show tonight. We really had a great show tonight here. People enjoyed themselves. What a time. Absolutely. You still got it, too. Thank you. So, you started out playing with Gladys Knight and the Piffs, right? Right. Tell me about that experience. Well, you know, it was a, it was a very uh, exciting experience, you know, coming up uh, at the rig around the Rigo Theater on 47th Street, where they used to bring in all the top acts. And I was a drummer before I started Satellites, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> and I had a chance to be at the Rigo Theater and play uh, with Gladys. Gladys uh, needed a drummer at that ninth hour of her show. So I, I raised my hand and got that job, went up there. And, you end up playing for her for the whole week, you know, and really enjoy it. So I understand that your mother and father played with Red Fox and Quincy Jones. That's right. Yeah. My mother and uh, they went to Deuce Harbor High School as, as top, music, top musicians. And uh, they did some great music there all the time. And uh, me being with uh, Gladys Knight and uh, Major Lance uh, with Monkey Time, it just shot my career out there. And when I came back, from there, you know, I had took the Jackson Five, uh, Michael Jackson, and them. I played them around all Chicago, and then I added them to our show at the Regal Theater. Opened up our show, and then Bobby Taylor was one of the headliners, and I took. I was up there talking to Bobby and trying to get the satellites to Motown, and and Jackson Five was tearing up the stage down there. So, so my uh, Bobby Taylor asked me would I take him downstairs and in, introduce him to to uh, the Jackson Five. So I took him downstairs and introduced him to Jackson Five, and he took him to Motown. That was history for him. Wow. It's very impressive. Thank you. What do you hope people get out of Shy Light's music? Well, we always had great music. Uh, you know, we, we start from the scratch with our music. Real strings, real horns. Everything was real. And uh, that comes from uh, Quincy Jones and, and uh, uh, Ronald Hampton, all them great arrangers back in the day. And that's why we always came out with real music, you know. And uh, they're trying to get back to that now. You know, if they can get back to that, then you got some real music once again. What is your favorite song to perform live and why? Well, That's How Long I Love You is my favorite song. Uh, that's a song that everybody's singing and it's, it comes from the heart of people that's been around us for the 60 years that I've been with the Shadowlights, and we telling them we would love them to the end of time, you know, and, and, and it works. That's why Jay-Z went and recorded it for his song, December 4, you know, and then uh, we uh, other songs we do, like we gave uh, um, um, Beyonce her song, Crazy in Love, you know, which was our song, Are You My Woman, you know, so, and I play drums on all that stuff, so. I was very pleased to, to be able to know that I can go and do all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of an aha moment for you. <laughs> Getting, you know, Beyonce, Queen Bee, and Jay-Z to play. Right. 
Well, we went on and on. Fantasia, Baby Mama, you know, Kay Michelle, you know, all those songs. That's my song. Uh, the group songs, brother, Satellite songs, Eugene Records, Squirrel, and me. And, uh, you know, later on in life, they, they hit, you know. We was trying to make them hit back then, but it wasn't time. We was for our time with our music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're, in a way, an inspiration to others. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people, they really, and they, it's not over yet. We've got about 40 albums. A lot of the albums they still haven't heard, they're going to reach into those albums, some of the youngsters, and pick some of that music out of there, you know, and, and sell with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys who catapulted Shylight's music was Don Cornelius. Well, Don is that guy. You know, Don started off all the way at the beginning with us before he even had Soul Train. You know, we talked to guys and gals about having having Soul Train, and, uh, and he that was his dream to be a giant in the music business with the Soul Train TV show, and he got it. And then uh, one day he called us that he had a local TV show with Soul Train in Chicago. He called us and he had a deal out in California, but he needed a pilot to take with him. So what we did, I round up uh, quite a few of Jerry Butler's and uh, Tyrone Davis's and made, you know, the guys that had hot records. We, we all came together and uh, started recording it on this local TV show. And he took it there with the staple singers and all of us. And he took it up there and next thing you know, he got him a major deal. And the rest is history. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Marshall, what are your top five albums, favorite albums of all time? Well, first of all, I'm going to start with the Shylights. The Lonely Man album, that was one of the greatest Power to the People album. There's a second one. And, of course, the Spinners. Uh, Spinners' uh, I'll Be Around album, that was a great album. And uh, Temptations uh, had a... Uh, the one, uh, uh, I'll Be In Trouble, back in the, way back in the, that was one of my favorite albums all the time. Yeah, fantastic album, too. What inspires you in life and in music? The people. <laughs> the people keep me going, you know, and uh, every time, that uh, music lifts you up. You know, mm-hmm. you're going through what kind of hard time you have, heavy times, hard time, whatever. That music is going to take you up with way you want to be. Do you have any advice for aspiring musicians? Well, I would say if you believe in your music and uh, carry on with that because if you have the talent to make the music and it hits you, that means it's coming from somewhere. The spirit is coming from somewhere. Stick with that spirit and what you believe in and just keep moving, you know. And uh, you might hit, not hit the first time, might hit the second time, but it might come back around. And everything has its time and everything when it comes to the music. You don't never know what the people are going to like. Music is international now. It's all over the world. It might not hit in your town. You might say, oh, I can't make it in Chicago. So what? You got England, Germany, Japan, Africa. It, it hits now. Once you put it on the internet, it's gone. People hear it all over. So don't say you can't make it because you are making it. You know, you're hitting, you're hitting the world on the, on the network. That is so true. Because mm-hmm. there have been concert festivals such as Live Aid and We Are the World. Right. That was globally. Right. It's global now. You know, yeah. it wasn't like that when we first started out. But now, I, like our new record, uh, Hot on the Thing, just came out on the 22nd. It'll be on the 22nd of next month. Um, 
We don't know what's going to happen with it, but we can put it out there and see. Yeah. And a new generation of mm-hmm. listeners will find it and... And pick it up. I mean, they pick it up. They pick up the new style of what's happening with Charlotte. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marshall. Thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for having me on your show. You're welcome. And anytime, you know, call me and send me a copy so I can put your copy up on on my network. Okay. Shylights.info. Don't you all forget it now. Shylights, C-H-I hyphen L-I-T-E-S dot I-N-F-O. You got us. For Marshall Thompson, I'm Kevin Cusack. Thank you for listening. That was an interview with the legendary Marshall Thompson from the group Shy Lights. Up next, I'm going to be playing a classic Shy Lights song. It is Have You Seen Her? One month ago today, I was happy as a lark, but now I go for walks, to the movies, maybe to the park, I have a seat on the same old bench to watch the children play, (laughs) you know tomorrow is their future, but for me, just another day, they all gather around me. They seem to know my name We laugh, tell a few jokes But it still doesn't ease my pain I know I can't hide from a memory Though day after day I've tried I keep saying she'll be back But today again I've lied Oh, I see her face everywhere I go On the street Set me free, have you 
the shy lights with have you seen her special thank you to marshall thompson shifting gears a little bit so that was the 60s portion of this special edition coming up next is the 70s this next interview is with alon hello and welcome to this very special edition of hitting the high note i'm your host kevin kizak and i'm joined by alon how are you doing tonight alon i'm very good kevin good to see you buddy Good to see you, too. Okay, so you, tonight you're playing the Art LeBull Valentine's Super Love Jam. What does this love jam mean to you? Well, the fact that it's a love jam and it's Valentine's love jam, my thing is love, so I'm glad to be on this show because I just like to project love to the world. So that's what it means to me. Yes, and the world needs love. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. With all these hard times going on. Yeah, yeah. How do you like James Brown? James Brown is so funny you ask that. James Brown is my first influence my and my first concert. So it's just real meaningful to me. As a matter of fact, I was a mini-me of James Brown. I had the suits, the hair, and a 12-piece band with horns. And we did, we were James Brown. We were almost like a James Brown tribute band, although we played other stuff too. But James Brown was my first influence, musical influence. Cannot go wrong with James Brown. No. He's the entertainer of all time. Yes. Mick Jagger copied him, Michael Jackson, everybody. That took is stuff true. From James Brown, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Very influential. Yes, very. What is Please Give Me a Chance? That is the first song I ever recorded. And uh, I don't know how you heard about it, but I found out that my manager 
sneaked it in on me because she loves that song. And so that song is about a guy, he sees a girl, he loves the girl. He, you know, please be my girlfriend. That's basically what it is, you know. Please give me a chance. Please give me a chance. Don't get, any, don't get too thrilled, manager lady over here. I won't say her name. She likes to stay in the background. But it's Rosemary Moreno. <laughs> they can know my manager. They're going to call you for me anyway. Let's do it. Exactly. Since you got me into police, since you got please give me a chance in, I got your name in. Yeah. Okay. Give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> now, your son is also a singer, yes. a musician. How do you think music has changed since you started singing? A lot. And now it's almost come full circle back. In the old days, it was live bands, all musicians, real drums and everything in, re in the recording studio. So that we had a super feel. The feeling was very intense. Now it's more technical and... Um, but the recording sounds are cleaner because technology is so far advanced. It's more electronic, but it's greater recordings and the producers are better. Everything's better. You know, the world just gets better and better. So better feel in the old days, better technology and cleaner sounds now. So it's actually equal. So, and like I said earlier, Bruno Mars is the epitome of that to me. Old school sound with new school technology. So music it's it's just going evolving like like our children are normally better and smarter than we are and things just go up and up and up and that's humanity <laughs> yes now your song rock and roll gangster yeah who is rock and roll gangster about it's an imaginary character and the song rock and roll gangster really means the gangster of love again it's about love and uh i heard a steve miller song call me the space cowboy they call me the gangster of love i heard that line bing i said rock and roll gangster that's where the title came to me from you know but it's about really the robin hood of love he takes love and he gives love and I, you know i had a critic once wrote a magazine article about me and said this guy is, talks about love too much. He's walking around the stage talking about love. He was wrong, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all you about can love. You never man. go wrong talking exactly. about love. Exactly. It's all about love. Yes. Yeah. So now we're in 2019. Yeah. What do you hope 2019 brings to you? I hope that I can get my new music listened to by uh, the masses. I have a new uh, record, 14 song CD. And, uh, I just want people to hear it. I want to start performing my new music to the public, and that's basically what I'm hoping for. And I'm hoping that my son gets a Grammy. My son, Jason Alon Butler, had a uh, Grammy nomination this year with his group, The Fever 333, and uh, I'm hoping next year he gets another one and maybe wins a Grammy. I'm just extremely proud of him. So that's what I'm hoping for the future of this year. Proud dad moment right there. Yeah, can't help it. <laughs> Do you have any advice for aspiring musicians? Don't stop. If you want to do it, keep going. Sometimes it takes longer than you think. Just keep going and you can make it. Thank you, Elon, for taking time out to let me interview you. Cool, man.
This is Elon's most popular song to date. It's Rock and Roll Gangster. Let's go. 
That was Elon taking it way back in the day to 1977 with his hit, Rock and Roll Gangster. For Elon, I'm Kevin Cusack. Up next is an interview with the iconic 80s group, Atlantic Star. Hello, welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack, and tonight I'm joined by a very special guest, Atlantic Star. How are you doing tonight? Doing right. just great. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So introduce yourselves. Okay. I'm Melissa Pierce. I'm Wayne Lewis. I'm Jonathan Lewis. I'm LeJean Epps. So you're playing the Art LeBeau Valentine's Super Love Jam. What does this show mean to you? Well, it means we have a chance to uh, get together with all of the people that do real organic music, singing, playing instruments, and um, we love that any chance we can get because um, uh, it's just a wonderful thing, real, you know. Real music is just and all those great hits and just just a great vibe to just to be around. You know, some people say I would do it even if we didn't get paid. I, want, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> something close to that. <laughs> well, it's great because um, we're able to. Um, play a lot of our old stuff in front of the fans. We haven't been to Arizona in a while. So that in and of itself is, sort of makes it special. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the people that's out in the audience were our fans like 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. right. it's good to be able to still have that fan base and people still love your music. Who came up with the song Masterpiece? And what's the story behind the song Masterpiece? Well, Kenny Nolan wrote Masterpiece. But what it was is, at the time, we were at Warner Brothers Records, and our um, A&R rep at that time, Benny Medina, who was VP of Black Music over there, you know, we were <clears throat> we were sort of like having an A&R meeting, and I, we had heard the song. Um, Kenny sent it to us on a cassette tape, you know, real raw. And when I heard it, I said, this song has a lot of potential. And so my brothers listened to it, and he was like, kind of knew what he needed, you know. Billy, I mean, not Billy, but um, Benny, at first, was a little apprehensive about it. But he allowed us to do it. And um, Right, because it was in such a raw state, he couldn't really hear right. what we could do with it. So what happened was, is we went in and you know produced it and Gene Page did the orchestrated string arrangements mm-hmm. um, and the rest is history it just turned out to be a masterpiece <laughs> it turned out to be a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> so it's 2019 what do you hope 2019 brings to you? we have a new CD called Metamorphosis we hope um, that it's going to really catch on and people are going to see all sides to us. We, we're known basically for ballads. Um, but this um, new CD, you'll see that it's so much more to us. All of our musical training will be coming out on this CD. A lot of dance songs and mid-tempos. And, and um, the, uh, the lyrics pertain to more of... Um, general love and 
hope and inspiration songs instead of just love songs for couples, you know. Mm-hmm. So we metamorphosized into something bigger. But you still have we, we still kept the integrity of what people know of Atlantic Star. So we hope that it really takes off and we start a new phase in our career. Yeah. Right on. What inspires you in life? Uh, you mean for to writing songs or just living life? Just living life. Uh, well, first of all, um, to learn about the creator is very inspiring. Um, it helps to know who you are mm-hmm. and what your purpose is. And then once you know that, you look at all his creations and you get inspired by feeding off of each person. Everybody you come in contact with that cross your path is for a reason. And when you feed off of that person or people, it inspires you, it gives you new ideas and new hope and that's what keeps you moving, keeps you living. Yeah. It's really the simple things, I think for me. Um, you know, the natural things, the organic things. Um, you know, in fact, we've traveled a lot and been able to sort of like mingle and fellowship with other people. We, I, I believe that we, as people and human beings, we all have a common thread. And that's, you know, family, um, friends, you know, just being able to maintain and survive and so on and so forth. But as you travel and you go to these different places, the beauty of each place, you know, the culture, you know, um, the way the place looks, nature and all that, that's, I think that's the real motivator right there, you know. um, A lot of people need the the material things, you know, man-made things, but I think for me it's the natural things that really... They really mean more to me than anything else. And like my brother said, it's being able to realize there's something greater than us or someone greater than us that created all of this. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you have to humble yourself and submit yourself to. So that's sort of like what my thing's about, you know. You know, when we're, when, as, as we um, travel through this life and we're writing all these songs, the inspiration got to come from somewhere and that's what I I love the fact that I have eyes and eyesight to see you could be living on a landscape looking at nature and you'll get ideas you can be in the city looking at the hustle and bustle of people you have totally a whole another group of ideas Um, you could be watching some stuff from outer space you could be looking at the stars and be amazed and come up with some some other lyrics, you know. And it doesn't even have to be about the actual outer space, but it'll you you broaden your horizon and you get all this great stuff. So yeah, just by life and nature and creation, yeah. About you, my family. Um, I guess I would have to say um, the same for me. Um, you know, I have one child, I have a daughter, so um, maybe before my daughter, my inspiration. Uh, I, I really don't know what my inspiration was. I just was kind of just just enjoying the moment, I think, but when I, I had my child and my daughter, it kind of brought everything into perspective, so my motivation 
is just completely for her, you know, and I know that may sound like the normal cliche, but it's actually just like I that's my goal. Like I I enjoy what I do and I have fun when I'm doing what I do, but it's it's not even really about me no more. My decisions are about her. So it just motivates me to try to make it, you know, you know, something solid for her, you know, mm-hmm. and her life a whole lot, you know, better. So that's my motivation. So bringing it back old school to like the early 90s, you were on the show Another World, made a cameo. Oh, yeah. Actually, it was my brother David who sang okay. with, um, did he sing with Sing with somebody on another world. Yeah, they got us on there, but he he actually, I think, what did we sing, Always? Yes. Yeah, that was, um, that was really cool because um, Johnny, I always wanted to be in, to get on those soap opera mm-hmm. sets. I actually wanted to act, but as long as we got on there, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. So you just mentioned you wanted to act. Like, what kind of acting did you want to do? Just, like, soap operas or movies? No, I always wanted to... um, Through elementary school, through high school, I, um... It was one of my courses that I kept through all through school. And then I wanted to go off into Broadway, whatever. And some of my teachers gave me a bunch of connections that they had with uh, Broadway directors and stuff. And I wanted to get into film and all of that, but... Atlantic Star just took over. Mm-hmm. So I put most of my time in, into that. But I always wanted to be into something. But now, once, I'm, once I've experienced different, um, being on a movie set and being with people into the, to the acting world, it just takes too much too much time. I would never have time. Yeah. You got a lot of time and patience. That's a whole nother world. It is. Yeah. It really is. Any last words? Um, I'm going to leave the stage on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you listen to this and you didn't make it, I'm sorry you didn't make it. But if you were here, we would have sang it straight for you. We would have had you just sweating and just like, yeah, go Atlantic stuff. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. That was <laughs> <laughs> right on. That was well, I just want to say that no matter what we do, we want the fans to know that it's always going to be about love because we have to keep that torch burning because there's so much division and hatred and uh, trickiness and insanity going around right now. Somebody has to be the leaders of love and keep keep people's hearts blinking. Mm-hmm. And so as long as we can do that, you know, we've achieved our goal in life. So... Anytime you hear Atlantic Star, you know it's it's love time. Bring your bring your kids, bring your family, mm-hmm. bring your husband, wife, grandparents. Come see us. Yeah. And we'll give you a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bring everybody peace, love and happiness. Yeah, that's right. And okay, one last thing. You got a street named after you, Atlantic Star. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Um we grew up in a town called Greenberg in the city of White Plains, New York, Westchester County. And um, everybody said, wow, it took a long time, but finally they uh, honored us and they gave us, they gave us a street where our old elementary school was on one side and the, and the um, complex 
that uh, we grew up in was on the left side, Old Terrytown Road. And so they put the name Atlantic Starway on top of the street signs, and then they, the city made it official. And they, they did something that they said in the city where nobody can ever take it down. It would be there forever, so. Wow, that's a huge honor. Yeah. Congrats on that. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, it made us really cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love helped you. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> all them songs. I just remember being, you know, just younger when I was younger and um, just listening to the songs. I mean, the, like, I know, like, you know, writing those songs and sometimes you can't feel the initial effect of someone who's not in that position of writing. I mean, you can feel connection. You know how the song, you know, the energy of the song, but I remember being a young, you know, when I was younger and listening to some of the records and like to this day, it's, it's really classic. It did something like, and even being a part of the group now, it's like those records. I, sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, you're so humble and, and so cool about everything that you do, but man, you did some genius things. I and mean, it's just like, so when you see the streets happen and all that stuff, it's well-deserved yeah. though. Like, yes. I, you know, well-deserved, like, you know, so. Thank you, So I keep forgetting sometimes that they grew up listening to us. Yeah. And now they're in the group. I keep forgetting that they're the newer members. She lived on that street, she and her family, right before she moved to Atlanta. As soon as she leaves, that's when they put the street name on. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, as soon as she leaves, now they're going to put the street name on. <laughs> but it was really, really cool, though. Really cool. Yeah. And your records are very meaningful, too. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. No problem. No problem. Anytime we can get it out, spread some love, it's all good. Yes, it is. Yeah. That was the 80s group, Atlantic Star. Taking you back to 1987, this is Atlantic Star with their hit song, Always.
For Atlantic Star, I'm Kevin Kizak. Thank you for listening to Hitting the High Note. And we will love you so <laughs> for always.